Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I uh, just want to give a pretty special shout out here to the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously, uh, round 16 in the NRL this week. Uh, for the vast majority of teams, it is the same as just about any other week. Uh, nothing overly special. You've got a couple of milestones coming up and whatnot. Brandon Smith's 100th game, etc. Uh, but for the New Zealand Warriors, this is a huge weekend. Absolutely massive. Their first game back at Mount Smart. Uh, I'm so excited for the New Zealand Warriors. And, you know, I know I've said it on a number of occasions. I've done a heap of podcast on it, but fuck, we all need to really sit back and appreciate what the New Zealand Warriors have done uh, for our game. I mean, the last two or three years, uh, they've been tough on everyone. Yeah, they've been brutal. I know for myself, uh, being able to have sport has been a huge escape. Obviously, running a business like this, sport's incredibly important to me, but even just looking at at my mates who are obviously in a different realm to me, um, sport has just been an outlet for them and supporting their team, regardless of who that might be, uh, it's been massive for them over the last two or three years, especially during that period in 2020 and 2021 where things were really fucking tough. Everyone was doing it hard. Um, You know, mental health was being impacted greatly by an array of things and realistically you know for me back then and for a lot of my mates I know in particular um, you know your only sort of outlet your only bit of enjoyment you were having each week was uh, when you could sit back on a Friday Saturday Sunday and watch uh, your team play you weren't able to go out and watch them Uh, obviously COVID uh, it's all sort of started to work out and we've been able to go back to games and uh, to be honest with you I've you know I'm already sort of back in the swing of being able to go to an NRL game whenever I want and I take it for granted I don't go to as many as I should in fact uh, Origin 2 when we did the live show out there at uh, so sorry Origin 1 when we did the live show out there at Sydney I think that was the first game I've been to this year so something that I definitely take for granted really enjoyed it once again when I was out there and it sort of made me remember what it was like when I was growing up as a kid going out to these games and everything and I've had a number of New Zealand Warriors fans reach out to me just saying how excited they are to get back to Mount Smart Stadium and watch their team and I think it's something that 
you know, for a lot of us, life has sort of returned to usual to some extent or on on most fronts anyway. And I think when it comes to football, we take it for granted that we can go and watch Origin. Like we can, you know, as fans, we can go and watch our team play every weekend. I obviously don't have a team, but, you know, I see a lot of people that are sort of once again back into the normal rhythm of it, sort of taking it for granted to some extent. Uh, and then you talk to New Zealand Warriors fans who, I mean, they haven't had a home game since 2019. There hasn't been a game of of New Zealand Warriors football played since 2019, round 24, which is just unbelievable. It's been so long. I, I was just doing some maths then, then, and, you know, t- today marks 1,035 days since the New Zealand Warriors have played at home. Like, that is an absolute fucking eternity. And what this club has been through and what they've done for our game, despite all the turmoil that they faced and all the obstacles that have been put in front of them, you know, they've just rolled up their sleeves. They've taken a deep breath and gone, this is what's best for rugby league. This is what's best for the game. And I really do appreciate it so much. I appreciate everything the New Zealand Warriors have done. I can't, I can appreciate what they've done, but I can't pretend to understand what they've been through because it's impossible. I know that everyone will say that they understand the situation they've been like. No one does unless you've been in the shoes of those New Zealand Warriors players, realistically. I would even argue uh, that a lot of the NRL players can't even say that they understand what the Warriors have been through because it has just been such a long-term thing. It's unbelievable. Take, for example, Sean Johnson. Um, I mean, I remember when he found out that he was going to go into this bubble, he was still playing for the Cronulla Sharks at that point, and just the realisation, remember they told him live on air with Fox League, which I thought was really fucking bullshit, but thankfully, Sean Johnson, he's the sort of character that, 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 that can handle these sorts of things, and I mean, you look at Sean Johnson this year, you can tell it's obviously had a huge impact on him, and so it should. Someone told me the other day, and you know, Dior, I'm not sure if it's exact facts, but Sure, it wouldn't be that crazy that you know Sean Johnson hasn't re- like he, he he had a child that's I, I think two years old now that he realistically hasn't spent much time with. Um, that means that his wife has sort of had to bring up that child to to some extent in, in the early parts of its life. So I mean, there, there's so many aspects that go into this, and I don't know if all of that is factual or whatever. But there's no doubt whatsoever that this has has had an impact on a lot of players. I remember talking to Peter O'Sullivan. Um, and this was after they'd been in lockdown for six months, yeah? They'd been up there for a, a couple of months. It might not have even been six. And I remember talking to him, and the day I spoke to Peter O'Sullivan, he was the recruitment manager at the time with the New Zealand Warriors. He's now with the Dolphins. I remember I spoke to Sully for like two hours, and Sully, you know, he, he's been through it all in rugby league. He spent time with the Roosters, Melbourne Storm, New Zealand Warriors. He's been in this game for a very long time, yeah? He spends a lot of time on the road, Sully, uh, especially in the early parts of his career, and I remember him saying to me at the end of the interview, he sort of said, oh, look, I'm actually, um, I've got to get going because I'm going to see uh, my grandchild because he'd been in the bubble for a, a couple of months and he was going to see his grandchild uh, that afternoon and he hadn't seen you know, his grandchild in a couple of months and he burst into tears and, you know, like, Peter, <laughs> I've got the utmost respect for him. I think he's a great guy. I think he's done great things in rugby league. Um, but I, it, it sort of hit me in that moment that this is what these guys are going through. And that was someone obviously working um, as a recruitment manager. Um, then you take in consideration the players and what they go through and how, you know, going through injuries and going through all these sorts of things whilst not having their family around them or the proper support structures around them. It is just crazy, and when Peter O'Sullivan sort of burst into tears with me on the podcast, it sort of hit me just what these guys are going through. That was almost two years ago. 
Like, unbelievable to think what they have been through. Uh, and obviously, you know, they have been able to see family in bits and pieces. But for long stretches, they haven't been able to. And we all go through shit in our lives each and every day. Things go wrong. Accidents happen. Emergencies happen. And for a lot of it, these guys, they haven't been able to be there. And, you know, the the club has probably done the absolute best they can by moving immediate family over. But, you know, what about aunties, uncles, cousins, grandparents? You know, like all this stuff going on in the world and just in general lives that they're not able to help with, they're not able to be a part of. Weddings, baptism, you know, just there's so many things that have gone on over the last two or three years in every single person's life that for us has been impacted. But for the New Zealand Warriors players, they just haven't had an opportunity to be a part of it because they've been sacrificing for us. So... I mean, there's probably a million other aspects that you could talk about when it comes to New Zealand Warriors and what they've been through over the year, over the last three years. But obviously, as I said, I haven't experienced with them. I haven't been in the trenches with them, so I really can't get a true understanding of it. I, I can't wait to see all the content that comes out of the game this weekend. Seeing some of it on social media already, I think it's been unbelievable. The thing that I love... And, you know, I, I know it's a squad of 30 players. They've all been to hell and back, and a heap of guys that have left have been in the same situation. But just seeing Sean Johnson smile, um, it's been a while since we've seen that cheeky grin from SJ. Obviously, you know, I, I've been open about it. He hasn't been playing great footy the last few months. But I think it's fair to assume that a lot of that has to come down to probably the mental state of SJ and everything he's gone through and family that he's missing and everything like that. He obviously uh, pulled out or, or, or made himself unavailable uh, for the New Zealand Kiwis last week just to go home and enjoy that time with family. He'll play his first game at Mount Smart Stadium this weekend against the West Tigers in years. And then they've got the bye the weekend after, which he'll spend with family. And I'm really excited to see the Sean Johnson we get back after. I think that Ronald Volkman that they've signed, I think he'll be... A real breath of fresh air for SJ as well. And, you know, you can see in Chanel Harris-Tavita, I mean, you know, he's a 24, 25-year-old with the Rugby League world at his feet. He's decided the next few years he's going to take it off just to go and experience living, you know. And I've had people message me say it's ungrateful, it's this, it's that. For me, that's absolute bullshit. You've got no idea what Chanel has been through. He's one of the two guys that have remained in this squad since their last game at Mount Smart, yeah. His entire you know, 20s so far in his life have been spent living out of a suitcase, not in New Zealand, yeah? His off-seasons have included pre-seasons where he also was restricted what he was capable of doing. They were in the bubble. I mean, this guy, he hasn't lived life as an adult. You know, I, I would never hold it against Chanel Harris-Tavita um, for, for for the decision he's made. I completely get it. And once again, I haven't actually experienced what um, Chanel Harris-Tavita has been through. I can appreciate it, but I haven't experienced it, so I can't completely understand it. I'm just so excited for these guys. I just want to take you back. August 30th, 2019, round 24. Yeah, that was 1,035 days ago today. Uh, the New Zealand Warriors played their last game at home at Mount Spart Stadium at the time, they had no idea it was going to be their, their, their last game there. They lost 31-10 to 10 that day against the South Sydney Rabbitohs side. Um, just to give you an idea of what this team looked like, and I'm sure you've all seen the stats during the week, um, the only two guys that are in this team that are still in the Warriors 17, uh, Jazz Tavunga and Chanel Harris-Tavita. Funnily enough, Jazz uh, in Jersey 13, he'll be playing, he played as a middle forward that day. He'll be playing as a middle forward once again on the weekend in their return to Mount Spart. And you've, of course, got Chanel Harris-Tavita was coming off the bench as a utility, which he will be as well. So pretty wild how it's turned out. But let's have a look through the rest of this side. This is the last team to play for the New Zealand Warriors at Mount Smart Stadium. Roger Tuovasa-Shek was the skipper. I mean, you've got to also remember that Roger, he's arguably their greatest player ever, probably alongside Stacey Jones. He obviously won a Dalian medal at the New Zealand Warriors, which no one's ever done before. They lost him 
in the midst of this, right in the fucking middle of it. Roger, once again, don't hold it against him. Went and chased another dream elsewhere. So they lost their leader, their front man, the face of their entire franchise. They lost Roger. And they've still managed to recover to be a pretty damn handy football side at the moment. They're wingers. These two, you thought these two were going to be the face of the New Zealand Warriors forever. Fusatua and Kemba Marlowe. Obviously, both of these guys really struggled during this period. They had a lot of stuff going on back at home. Both had to leave the club. Uh, you got Peter Hiku, Adam Pompey. I mean, like, the, both, both these guys have left now. Um, 5'8", Cody Nicarima finds himself at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Blake Green, he's moved clubs and since retired Blake Green. Um, up front, Ignatius Parsi, Leeson Armour, Isaac Luke was their hooker. In the back row, Adam Blair, who's well and truly retired now. And guess who was partnering him? Isaiah Papali'i, who has now left the Warriors, so they were unlucky to lose him. They, he goes to the Parramatta Eels, which he probably needed to do. He's now one of the best forwards in rugby league. So they had one of the best forwards in rugby league, as if they haven't been unlucky enough as it is. Isaiah Papali'i in their squad, they weren't able to get the very best out of him. He moves somewhere else and becomes an absolute all-star. Crazy. Their bench, Lachlan Burr, who has since retired. Sam Lasoni, uh, Liggy Sow, and of course, Chanel Harris-Tavita. It should also be noted, and this is the next thing we're going to talk about. Um, you know, obviously, there's only two guys left from that team that are still in the side today. Chanel Harris-Tavita and Jazz Tavanga. Chanel's going to leave next year as well. So there's only going to be one left to come round one next year, assuming Jazz stays. Um, Stephen Kearney was the coach. Like, I also want you to consider that not only have they lost a heap of players... But they've also lost a heap of really experienced guys. They've lost Stephen Kearney. Todd Payton came in and did really well with them. They lost him. Nathan Brown, they've now lost him as well. Stacey Jones coming in. That's three coaches they've been through in this period. It's been fucking chaotic for them. On top of that, and there's probably more guys that they've lost, but these are just the guys that I know of that I know how important they are. Peter O'Sullivan who's been one of the best recruitment guys of all time. We spoke about before we had him on the podcast earlier. He's identified talents like Greg Inglis, Latrell Mitchell, uh, Roger Tulvasashek, all these guys. He's been one of the best eyes in rugby league for a very long time. No shock. The teams that have hired him to work for them include the Sydney Roosters, include the Melbourne Storm, both during their real peak periods. Phil Gould. They had Phil Gould in the building. And in the midst of all this, he makes a move to Canterbury. I mean... Fuck, it has been a tough gig for the New Zealand Warriors. They've had very, very little go their way over the last two or three years. It's been brutal to watch. And here they are. I mean, if you open the NRL ladder and you thought, oh, and you looked at the New Zealand Warriors right now and, and they were dead last, I mean, you could completely understand it. They are down the bottom, but they're not even coming last. I mean, it's, it's pretty damn fucking impressive. In fact, they've won the same amount of games as the team coming 12th. And you consider all the things that have gone against them. Nothing has gone their way over the, over the last two and a half years. And they've just shown a little bit of resiliency that has really shone through. And I hope that the Warriors as a franchise have turned a corner that they can look at the last two and a half years and go, you know what? Fuck. The world absolutely shit on us. And we're still standing here. We're still returning to Mount Smart Stadium in round 16 of 2022 with a team that can compete against any team in this competition. Now they will start to, they'll get to spend some time at home and whatnot. I think you'll start to see a bit of a bounce back from the New Zealand Warriors. And this is a club that, you know, as much as I'm complimenting them and everything at the moment, this is a club that, you know, until three years ago, I would have said they are the most unreliable franchise in the NRL. They're a team that you can never rely on them. They'll fuck your multi week in, week out. They'll be good on paper, but they won't perform because they don't hang in games. There has been games over the last two years where they've been blown out. There's no doubt about it. There's been a lot of games where a lot of teams have been blown out the last two years. But I don't think anyone could possibly argue that during this period, the Warriors have been so much more resilient than what anyone could have possibly anticipated. I even think the wildest 
and the most loving of New Zealand Warriors fans could not have possibly predicted how resilient they would be during this period. I think the Warriors have done huge overs for the NRL as a whole. You look at the guys in their squad now. These are guys that they managed to recruit during this period. Dalamatenis Lesniak, the New Zealand Kiwis captain at one point. Dijan Arce, who they picked up, he was a reserve grader before. No one really saw anything in him. The games he's played for the Warriors have been great. Jesse Arthurs, up there at the Broncos, looks decent. Some of the games he's played for the Warriors this year have been unreal. Ewan Aiken, they signed him as a centre from the Dragons, a, a solid defensive centre. For me, I think they've turned him into one of the better back rowers in this competition. Marcelo Montoya, a reserve grader, a fringe first grader they got from the Canterbury Bulldogs. I think he's been great for them out on the wing, despite a few things that have gone, the, 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 a few hiccups that he's had. Um, Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh, the next big whiz kid in Queensland Rugby League. They managed to pull him away from the Broncos just with the just with the potential of an opportunity. He went there when Roger Tuivasa-Shek was the fullback. Maybe the Warriors knew at that point that he was going to leave and Reese Walsh was going to be the guy eventually. Maybe he knew that. But it was still a bit of a punt to leave a franchise like the Brisbane Broncos, the Broncos who, when Reese Walsh was growing up, was so dominant to go to the New Zealand Warriors who have, you know, historically not been overly successful, uh, who don't have a home and who are playing out of suitcases at the moment. They managed to get Reese Walsh. And look at what he's done in the NRL. He's been unbelievable. Young guys that they've managed to find you in this period. Valia, Rocco Berry, these are guys that... New Zealand Rugby Union, the All Blacks, had earmarked to be future players for them. They had them in their systems. They had them in all their junior systems. And the Warriors, living out of a suitcase in fucking Redcliffe, Tamworth, you name it, they managed to recruit some of the best young talents, the best young outside backs in New Zealand Rugby Union. Incredibly impressive. A guy like Ronald Volkman, we've spoken about him on many occasions. I think he's going to be a superstar. They managed to get him back from the Roosters. Now, yes, granted, they are about to go home. Obviously, Ronald Volkman knew that, etc. But still, there would have been a number of clubs trying to get Volkman. I can promise you there would have been a number of clubs trying to get him. The New Zealand Warriors get it done. And that's without Peter O'Sullivan or Phil Gould. They did that off their own back. Getting Sean Johnson. Now, granted, Sean Johnson hasn't been fantastic for them this year so far. But when I think New Zealand Warriors... I'll always sort of think about Sean Johnson. He's the guy that I grew up with as, as the face of the New Zealand Warriors. He, him, him and Stacey Jones. But this generation, they, when they think Warriors, they think Sean Johnson, the highlight reels. He's not the same guy anymore. But fuck, when he gets back to New Zealand, I promise you he'll start to play some decent footy because he'll be happy. He'll be back in his environment. It'll be an even playing field for the first time in Sean Johnson's return stint to the New Zealand Warriors. What about Aaron Penne from the Melbourne Storm? Hasn't quite kicked on just yet, but you can see the huge potential in this kid. Pulling him away from the Melbourne Storm, a great get. Adam Vanilla Blake, the most underrated front rower in the NRL. He should be considered a top three front rower in rugby league. I've got no idea why he isn't. The Warriors have got great footy out of him. A guy like Sirenen, he's been fantastic. Same as Murchie. I sort of put these two in the same category. They would have been playing reserve grade at just about every single club in the NRL. The Warriors pull them over, and every time they go in, they go in and do a job for them every single time. They brought Ben Murdoch-Masilla back over from England to New Zealand. He's an older guy. It would have been hard to convince him to come into this chaotic situation. They managed to. Wade Egan. The hooker, they got him from the Penrith Panthers. He arrived in 2020, I believe. I mean, I wouldn't say he's like a top 10 hooker in rugby league, but he's definitely improved at the New Zealand Warriors. I think there's been a huge improvement in a lot of guys. What about Josh Curran? 
Mate, Josh Curran has absolutely killed it, the New Zealand Warriors. He's been incredibly impressive. If we got to the end of this, you know, 1,035-day period and the New Zealand Warriors had improved none of their players, they were coming dead last, they were, you know, eight, nine, ten dollars $10 odds every single week, you'd go, yeah, that's fair play. That's probably where they should be when you consider everything that's gone against them. Instead, the Warriors, they might not be a top-tier side, but you know they're resilient. You know they're going to hang in contests. I'm more confident the Warriors are going to ha- hang in a contest every week than a number of other teams in this competition, the Titans, the Tigers. I mean, and here's the Warriors. They've got every reason to be a fucking basket case. They've got every reason to be losing by 40 to 50 points each and every week, but they keep showing up. As I said, they've won as many games as 13th place. They've won one less game than 12th. I mean, this is a team, the Newcastle Knights, Canterbury Bulldogs, West Tigers, Gold Coast Titans, they've all been at home. They've all done their pre-seasons. That's the other thing for the New Zealand Warriors. Think about their pre-seasons over the last few years. They've been split over New Zealand, Kiama, Redcliffe. It is batshit crazy to do an entire pre-season without all your players being in one spot for the entire time to build camaraderie, to build combinations, to go through those really testing moments of pre-seasons together, look each other in the eye at the end of it so that you know when you get to those tough times during the season, you've got each other's back. I mean, they've had to do that via Zoom. It's been crazy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, the New Zealand Warriors, they go back to Mount Smart Stadium this week. They take on the West Tigers. Personally, I think they get a win. Personally, I think they're going to put in a huge performance, and I really hope they do because the people of New Zealand who have supported them through thick and thin over the last few years and then supported them even heavier over the last few years when they weren't able to watch their team, they deserve it, and the New Zealand Warriors know that. I've spoken to one or two of the players this week. They're so excited for this game. They're so excited to get back to Mount Smart. It's been unreal for them this week, getting back, actually shaking hands, hugging fans, being in their gym, being in their clubhouse, looking at the memorabilia on the wall. Like It's been a huge week for the New Zealand Warriors, and I think we all need to really sit back when they play their game this week against the West Tigers and just appreciate what they've done for our game as a whole. Can you imagine if the Warriors, and there was talks about it at the very start, will the Warriors give up, will all these players give up their time with their family to come and join the NRL or will they call it a day? If they would have called it a day, which you would have understood, do you know, like, what would have happened in the NRL? We would have had to have buys for the last two years. It would have completely fucked the 2020 season. 100%, all of a sudden, the team's... You know, all of a sudden you need to have a buy for everyone. There's going to be one less game on a week. That's one less game that we all needed during lockdown to just lift our spirits a little bit. And the Warriors put their head down, put their ass up, and just did what was best for everyone else outside of the Warriors. I can't tell you how much I appreciate what they've done over the last two years. Like, even for me, just as a business, the fact that they kept rugby league alive and in the fashion that they did it, I've been so appreciative of it, and I always will be. The New Zealand Warriors, they deserve all of our respect. All of our respect. There is no question about it. I don't know how on earth we can ever reward the New Zealand Warriors for the sacrifice they've made, but we need to find a way to do it. There has to be a way to do it. For me, 
I think next year they should get all home games. I really do. That might be an unfair advantage or whatever. I can hear people complaining about it, but fuck, suck it up. The shit that they've been through the last three years that has completely derailed a heap of seasons, a heap of players they've lost, heap of coaches they've got, the stress it's put on their players. You look at a guy, as I said, like like, like, like their 5'8", Chance, uh, not Chance, like their, their, their 5'8", CHT, Harris Tavita, I mean, he, he just needs time to go and live because he hasn't been able to the last few years. The least that we can do is give the Warriors all home games next year. Personally, I think it's a must. I think that for the last few years, there hasn't been a single NRL team that's had to go to New Zealand for a single game. Personally, I think every single game should be taken over there next year. I think it's the fair thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do. And to be honest with you, even giving the Warriors an entire season of home games, I don't think it makes up for the sacrifice that they've had to make over the last few years and for the amount of players they've lost because of the situation they're in, the amount of players that have struggled during this period because of the situation they're in simply because the New Zealand Warriors have done what is best for rugby league not as what, what's best for the New Zealand Warriors not as what's best for the individual players families what's best for the NRL as an entity and for us fans I appreciate what they've done so much I cannot wait to watch them run out this weekend it's going to be an absolute cracker Really looking forward to it. Hopefully they do win. I think everyone will be cheering on the New Zealand Warriors. I think even West Tigers fans, if they get done on the weekend, I think they'll silently be giving out a little cheer for the New Zealand Warriors and happy to see them getting a win. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm sort of lost for words, to be honest with you, because I just appreciate what the Warriors have done so much over the last few years, and I don't know how we're ever going to repay them. But I really do think heading into next season, they should get all home games. And that can be a step towards repaying what the Warriors done. Because the reality is, they're never really going to get that time back with their families. Yeah, there's no way that we can actually repay these New Zealand Warriors players and the coaching staff and everything. Shout out to Jazz and CHT that have been there the entire time to absolute Warriors. Jazz in particular, the work that he gets there every week, never gets thanked for it, never gets appreciated. CHT as well, very talented ball player. He's obviously been dealing with his own demons and whatnot. Well done to both of them. Well done to this entire squad. Fingers crossed the New Zealand Warriors can get a much-needed win this weekend against the West Tigers. For me, they deserve it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 